Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. I'm your host, Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University. And I'm your co-host, Michael Steiner, vice president of innovation and communication. And while we're excited to introduce our guest for today's show, Steve Smotherman, Jr. Steve is a mental performance coach, serves as a pastor at Legacy Church in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Steve has worked with uh, a lot of amazing athletes uh, from the NFL, MLB, NCAA, D1, and D2, also uh, all the golf circuits, uh, uh, but uh, you also work in in helping sales teams, executives, sports teams, entrepreneurs, sports officials, I mean, everybody you can imagine that works in that field Mm -hmm. to help them achieve amazing goals. And uh, and so it's great to have you uh, with us here on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Dr. Engel. I really appreciate it. A yeah. privilege. I want to open up our conversation about, um, really about your passions, uh, your career as a mental performance uh, coach. Tell us how you got to where you are and, and when you realized that, man, this is something I, I want to help people uh, to achieve uh, what they are setting out to achieve uh, their goals through the organization. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about it. Okay. I'll give you a quick, a quick story on that. Then, uh, I started pastoring at 19. I was in college. I got my uh, master's of, uh, I mean, uh, my bachelor's of business at the university of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so then I started pastoring at my dad's church. I was the youth pastor, uh, for eight years. And I just kind of fell in love with that. I went to Dallas to plant my own church at 27. So, uh, it was 2015. We moved there, did mm-hmm. that. Uh, while I was there, uh, just to kind of decompress some, I started a officiating basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds weird that that's a decompressing thing, yeah. but I wasn't Pastor Stevie out there. Right, right. I was just getting yeah. screamed at. No one liked me. Right. So <laughs> I got I got hooked up because I was on the track going to college officiating and all that because out there in Dallas, sure. it's mm. like everybody's trying to do that. And so I just listened to, I got a part of a, like a, it was called Court Club Elite. Um, started paying for that to like learn better officiating stuff, mm-hmm. et cetera. They had a sports psychologist talk and I listened to him. And I was like, wow, I need that. Like emotional management on the court. Like yeah. that's intense. I, mm-hmm. So I called the guy and said, hey, would you coach me just on mental performance? So I start connecting with him. He starts coaching me. And I, I, I had this moment where I was like, this is like reading my Bible, but they don't have scriptures on it. And mm-hmm. he wasn't really versed in the scriptures or anything. So then I started preaching it uh-huh. and it just kind of turned into, I could do this. Like I love yeah. this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a few of the sports official friends I had, I started doing that for free with them. Like, let me guinea pig this, like learn how to coach it, learn how to do it. So I got my certifications in sports psychology with that guy and just started doing it from there. Then when uh, COVID hit, we were still in a school, so they kept shutting us down, restarting us, shutting us down, restarting us. So we just decided to move back home. So mm-hmm. I went back onto my dad's staff as mm-hmm. kind of his second in command, executive pastor, helping run the whole thing, um, as well as started building my business, BTJ Performance, Bring mm-hmm. the Juice Performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I yep. kind of yeah. mentioned it. If you're juiceful, yeah, you're useful. Exactly. If you're juiceless, you're useless, right? I love it. So then I, from there, I just different friends, connections, um, UFC fighters, because Albuquerque is a big hub for that. Right. And so I had worked with some already, and now I kind of had more context. And then just from there, God's been orchestrating and wow. meeting mm-hmm. people, you know, working with like, like I think I already mentioned the Ohio State University yeah. baseball team, random connection with right. that. And the guy loves me. So now I work with for him and that and his um, company, Fundraising University, which helps high school sports programs raise money and stuff. It's a national 
uh, deal. So he's got me working with that. And mm-hmm. it's just been kind of cool how yeah. all that's just yeah. gone. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of how I got started. Love it. That. So in addition to, to BTJ Performance, the business, you also have a book. You got a book yes. out, Bring the Juice. Tell us a little bit about that book. What was the inspiration there? I'm about two-thirds of the way through it. We just got it as a as a comp, as a organization, and I'm loving it. But tell us a little bit about the inspiration. Why did you start writing it? I started writing it because I had an idea to write a book, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, first was, you know, one day later, my kids will be able to read my words forever. And I, yeah. that was kind of some guys okay, that were talking about that. Um, and I never knew, knew exactly what I wanted to write. I just mm-hmm. knew I wanted to write one. Then it got into mental performance, and as I was doing my own personal, what I call MVP process, mission, vision, principles, my personal life principles became apple, right? Because apples produce juice, fruit Mm, produces juice, right? right? It all goes together. Um, And I thought, this is the framework for a book. Like, this is what I could write about. And I just wanted to write a short story form book that everyone would actually Mm -hmm, read, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes you read books and sometimes it's like, well, you know, and I wanted to be a story so you don't want to put it down. Like you said, you're already three-fourths of the way through it because it's easy to read. I wanted it to be something that someone would actually read. And so that was kind of the inspiration. So it's called Bring the Juice, How to Lead, Love, and Serve with Mm -hmm. Enthusiasm uh, because attitude is free and we can all be, we can choose that and we can choose to be enthusiastic. And so that was kind of the inspiration or start of it. And then I just kind of put it together in about over three month period wrote the story Love um it. and just kind of put it together and there's different characters in it coach mm. mickey yeah so this is what's cool about that i had a coach in roswell new mexico he had played triple a baseball for the cubs he had played in the nfl a little mm. bit he was a gatorade all-american played at arizona state under mike martz way yeah long. wow he ends up back in roswell where he's from roswell new mexico a little bitty town right and he's the pe coach at the christian school there that I attended. So he was like outside of my father, my first like hero, right? Mm-hmm. Sports hero, like he's cool. Taught me how to play golf, all these things. Um, so anyway, I got the inspiration for him kind of being the guide through the story yeah. at his funeral. Wow. So last year, he's coaching the state championship football game. He writes a play on the board, walks to the restroom, comes right back out, dies of heart attack. Wow. Wow. Halftime of the state championship game. So saddest funeral I've probably ever been to. Wow. But when I'm sitting at the funeral, I got this thought, that's the guide. Because I was trying to figure right. out who's the kind of... Yeah. So it's kind of an, uh, an, an, an honor of him. Mm-hmm. Coach Mickey, his name was yeah. Mick Reeves. And then just recently, his brother bought me his his baseball rookie card with the Cubs. So Come I had on. to hang oh, it in my office. Yeah. And so I kind of ah. take it. If I'm talking about the book, I usually travel with it. Love like, it. Here's the so there was a lot of like cool pieces. Mm-hmm. Trey Thomas, those are my kids. My 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 first son is yeah. Steve the third. We call him Trey. Come on. My second son's middle name is Thomas. So yeah. they all think it's cool. Right. Uh, the That's twins sweet. are Sefi and Kai. My daughter's name is Sephora. So right, right I just love kinda, it. Yeah. Threw in so all these things so that forever yeah. they're like, I'm in a book, Dad. It's <laughs> cool. I'll so, pass it on down. All yeah. that kind of stuff. Now wait, wait. So this guy. Did they run the play that he wrote on the board? That's I the think one. they did. So okay. I guess he made a joke because him and his brother played college football together, yeah. and his brother was the quarterback and in, in high school. And he said he drew up a play for two brothers, and one was their quarterback and mm. one was the wide receiver. He said, I always loved catching passes from my brother. Yeah. So the team goes out. It was it was so devastating. Ah, yeah. But he, he comes out, and he died, and then they run the play, and they end up winning that game. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it was just like – it, it was a it was a sad moment for me, but I thought this would be cool. That's a cool – yeah. Like to put him as, life, you know, yeah. to, as something like that. That. Wow. In the book, you you write about an anti-fragile mindset. Love it. Love that Tell us phrase. what that uh, means for, for our listeners and how, how can they incorporate that in their leadership? Um, anti-fragile mindset is all about, the way I explain it is if like your box was a life or your mind was a life, what tape do they put on it? You know, and you see boxes that say fragile right. handle with right. care. So is your mindset fragile where something goes wrong, right? And you know, mm-hmm. in leadership, 
you're dealing with humans, mm. mostly yourself. Yeah, <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, you're absolutely. dealing with yourself because I'm like, most of our problems are other people, and most of the time it's the person in the mirror, right? right. Like, I'm actually the issue. But, Ken, if, if you do something crazy, do I break? Mm-hmm. And does it make me feel like I'm not a good leader anymore? And, yeah. you know, woe is me. Do I go to victim or victor? Yeah. Right. Uh, right. And so, for me, anti fragile mindset is all about being to where the box of my life doesn't even just say fragile, but it says anti fragile. Mm -hmm. That you can't break me. Yeah, you can set me back. Yeah, you can cause me to have to pause and go think, but I'm not going to quit and I'm not going to get a bad attitude about something just because it's not going my way. Like I can't throw a temper tantrum like a toddler. And we see that a lot of times in leadership. You see people Mm -hmm. that just throw, it's like, man, you're, you're, you're tossing your toys, right? 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 Like it's not always going to go our way and that's okay. You can't break my mentality. I'm going to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And if, and if it's a dead end, I I can redirect. Right. I can yeah. go a different route, and it's not the end of the world if my idea failed, mm-hmm. right? And I think it was Thomas Edison, they talked about the thousands of ways that right. he failed with the light bulb, and they're like, man, how did you... And he's like, I just learned however many 20,000 ways mm-hmm. not to make a light bulb, right? Right? Yeah. right? Like, that's an anti-fragile <laughs> right. mindset. That's just not a way to do it. Right. That's another way. Right. Not So So in an anti-fragile mindset, um, you know, I really believe... It, it, there's a story of a donkey, if I can tell that mm-hmm. real quick. Sure. You know, there's an old farmer that uh, had an old donkey, and on his property there was a, a, a dried up well, and it, it was empty and it had been empty for years. Well, one day this, the, the old donkey falls into the well, right? And so now the donkey's in the well and he's freaking out, hee-haw and hee-haw mm-hmm. and doing all that. And the farmer comes over and he's sad. And at the time they didn't have equipment to get him out, so he's like, I I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So after a few days, he says, Man, this guy, this donkey's just gonna die in there. So he gets some of his farmer buddies. Says, We just need to put him out of his misery. So they get there and they start just shoveling dirt on the donkey. Now you can imagine the donkeys yeah. in there freaking out. Oh my gosh, they're trying to kill me! Like mm-hmm. they're gonna kill me. They're gonna bury me alive. Mm-hmm. But what happened is, as the donkey started panicking and doing some stuff, he realized that the more he shook the dirt would fall off his back and go under his feet. Mm -hmm. So he would shake it off and he would step up. And they kept shoveling and shoveling and shake it off and step Mm -hmm. up to where eventually it got all the way to the top and he stepped out. So to me, that's anti-fragile mindset and leadership. Mm -hmm. When life, things, whatever, it's dumping dirt on Mm -hmm. you, we've got to learn to shake it off and step up. And then what we end up doing is Mm -hmm. stepping into a whole Whole new realm, whole new new everything. Yeah, and what I love about this mindset is as I'm thinking about this, there's so many... Society today is trying to set up the ver- the variables to make people comfortable in that, the, to not break people, especially in workplaces, right? You see this massive trend where, you know, we want everything from everybody to have nap pods and, and juice available at all times. I mean, how can we, like, this, there's this big trend in society to keep people as comfy and as happy as possible, and they're dressing it up in this idea of, like, healthy. Like, we don't want to have toxic work cultures. We don't have healthy work cultures. What is the difference there as a leader, right? Like I want to, A, help my team get better, not have that anti-fragile mindset, but I also want to set up an environment that's good for them to be. How do we manage that kind of tension as leaders working in that space? So for me, um, and I could be right or wrong, right? For me, it's like I'm constantly encouraging Mm -hmm. to where some of my team is like, 
I told him something encouraging the other day and he laughed. He goes, I almost don't believe it from you. And I'm like, why? He goes, because this is what you do. And I said, I'm the juice man. Right. Like, I, I, that is part of, yeah. I, yeah. But, I, but I'm in genuinely encouraging right. you, but I'm also challenging them to be in uncomfortable positions, mm-hmm. right? In my book and the way I say it is call it do, the daily sucks list. Right. Like do yeah. something that makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So for some people it is making your bed every day because not everybody does that. Cold showers, mm-hmm. get to the gym, whatever it yeah. may be. You know, I'm around Dr. Ingle and I'm like, this guy goes, to the gym. I need to step up because yeah. you've inspired me just yeah. from being here. Like, I need, I mean, like I'm 35 and I, I don't look that good, right? Yeah. Like I need to get after this, yeah. um, but do something that makes you uncomfortable. So I'm very challenging with those around me that I work with. Like, don't just seek comfort because that's what we naturally do. Yeah. Um, and then once we get comfortable, we're not, we're not going to grow. Right. Um, right. So my whole thing is challenging people to get 1% better every that's single so day, good. right? Like yeah. you've got to do something right. to, to put Push yourself, and my job is to not just make you comfortable, but to ch- I, we call it a call up. Mm-hmm. I don't do call outs; I do call ups. Yeah. I'm calling you up to something, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it with you. Yeah. Right? You know, oftentimes we yeah. call people out. You need to get better. Well, I'm going to do it with you. With so yeah, whatever right. that is. So my my mentor in the mental game, he's currently challenging me to do an Ironman, and I'm like, dude, I'm right. I'm like couch to Ironman. I don't know how. <laughs> He's like, I'm not calling you out though. I'm calling you up because he Mm -hmm. goes, when you're ready, we're going together because he's done several and he's like, we're going together. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't don't know if I'm actually going to do this. And I've told him that I said, I'm still 50, 50, (laughs) Uh, but he keeps pushing me Mm -hmm. because he's like, we're doing this together. I'm going to be with you. So, you know, I think some of those things, calling people up to, to do it with them and to, to, and then they got to see you do it. Right. So what do you do though? When you call somebody up, you're pulling them out, you're trying to get them uncomfortable and they start throwing back at you things like. Oh, you're being too aggressive. You're too mean. You're, you know, you're not respecting me. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, all those kind of things. How do you, as a leader, navigate that kind of situation? So I'm probably not the best at this because okay. I'm kind of like, well, then you don't, you don't belong on this ship because there high water go. raises right. all boats. boats. Yeah, right. And it's like you're either gonna raise with us mm-hmm. or you're gonna right. remove yourself right. because. Yep. You know, I've heard this saying, and, and it, it's sad, but it's like elite people don't, they hate average people, mm-hmm. and average people hate elite people, Yeah. right? Because average people and the average mindset yeah. that feel sorry for myself, and I have to work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you get to work. Mm-hmm. When I'm working with athletes and, and anyone, I'm like, you know how many people would love yeah. to get to do this? Yeah. You know how many people are paralyzed in a wheelchair? and can't compete and would yeah. love to, and they watch you and they, yeah. like, this is a privilege. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't a right, it's a privilege yep. that we get to do these things. So I may not be the right. exact right. best because at a certain point I give a lot of grace, right. we're trying, but if you don't wanna go, right. I can't force you mm-hmm. to go. And I am always believing that eventually as we just keep growing, right, birds of a feather yeah. mm-hmm. flock together, Absolutely. like eagles fly with eagles. Yep. So yep. I'm calling people like, hey, quit hanging with the pigeons. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 and it sounds, it can sound mean like, oh, they're, you know, they're not one. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to grow, I can't. I've stopped working with clients yeah. in mental game that aren't doing the things that we're teaching. Right. Because I'm like, you could keep paying me, yeah. but I'm not living out my mission. Right. I'm not, I'm right. not fulfilled just because you pay me. Yeah. Like I'd rather work with someone for free that I watch them develop because I know, you know, that's eternal rewards at that yeah. level, right? And so mm. I, I'm much, and sometimes people are like, you got to charge people. And I'm like, well, you know, I want to help everyone. That's right. the pastor yeah, side yeah, of me that's like, yeah. but I just want to help people. I just want to, you know, that's what I do. And uh, so I think, I don't know if that's a great answer no, um, great. to that, but that's yeah. kind of how I process yeah. it. I love, I love your mindset. Anybody can achieve anything they set their mind to when they have a strategy 
and and they work that strategy. I know throughout my leadership, I believe that discipline is a significant part of achieving, you know, God's call on your life, God, mm-hmm. what he wants to do with you. Discipline is really what turns, I've always believed, dreams into reality. You have to be disciplined. Tell us how um, discipline has personally played, you know, a role in your career and in your personal life and, and then what you get to do with it. Yeah. So discipline obviously is everything. Um, And I used to be adverse to that because I thought, well, if I have a, so I'm not a schedule guy. That's not my natural. Let me keep a schedule. Let me keep Mm -hmm. a calendar. I was more loosey goosey. Like we're just going to kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I found was the more disciplined I was, like my Google calendar is all time blocked out. I read Mm -hmm. a great book, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Mm -hmm. I kind of read the cliff notes of it, if you will, because I just needed the basic thing. And as I got into that, I said, well, I'm going to time block. So my sleep is time blocked. Like I have an ideal day, an ideal week. And what I found is I actually have freedom to do the things I want to do within that, right? It's like, the Jocko book, Discipline Equals Freedom. And so for me, I am so much more productive. Um, I mean, happy is kind of a a feeling, but like I'm happier. I'm more fulfilled because I'm actually doing the things that I set out to do. So discipline for me helped me write a book. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like I would, I never was writing it because I wasn't disciplined overall. I had some intrinsic leadership abilities. I was able to kind of intuitively lead. And then I was like, no, I need to be intentional with my leadership, intentional with my time. So as I got more disciplined on that, I built the business. Yeah. I I, uh, mm. I wrote the book. Yeah. Uh, just so for me, those things, and that was discipline in getting up at a certain time sure. and, and being more disciplined with my daily routines. Yeah. Not perfect at it at right. all. Like I'm not great yet. But I'm always working at it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's people probably like you, Dr. Engel, yeah. that I'm watching and can learn mm-hmm. from yep. uh, because you're so much further ahead in all of these things. And so, uh, but discipline, I mean, for a younger person especially, and I mean, start doing it in your class. Yeah, right. Like instead of sitting in the back of the room, sit at the front. Right. right. Sit at the right. front of the college classroom. Like right. Things that I wish I would have known in college and had me as a coach for myself. Right. Like, uh, it's like, yeah. sit at the front, like yeah. be engaged, be enthusiastic. Well, yeah, you don't like this class. Who cares? Yeah. You're not going to like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So you've got to learn to act differently than how you feel yeah. and be disciplined about my attitude and my effort because mm-hmm. that's all I control. Yeah. I don't yeah. control anything else but my effort and my attitude. Yeah. yeah and something you shared with our team yesterday um, when you were doing the session is that power of 1% improvement in these areas, right? Like you don't have to go zero to fully time blocked. How do you get 1% better? How do you know what's that 1% to work on? Like where, how do you figure out what's the first step I need to take to get me towards that goals? So the way I talk about it is, you know, you, you, you've obviously heard it, but how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Right, right. Right. And so for me, I just started with my ideal day. What would, like, if I could have an ideal productive day, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. So I went through and just started saying, okay, I want to sleep, try to get eight hours of sleep. Okay, well, then I need to get all this done. So I started there and then Mm -hmm. worked my way backwards. Like, what time do I want to get up? Mm -hmm. What is my morning routine? Right now, and I think some people have a little bit excessive morning routines. I'm (laughs) like, I want to get, like, they spend an hour preparing to go do things. I'm right. like, I'm going to get up and just start doing things. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, yep. I, and I think there's a balance with any of that. Well, balance is, you know, yeah. there's no such thing as balance. No, you're yeah. either one way or the other and you're always correcting. Right. Yep. That's what true balance is. You're just all in in this and then you got to be all in in that. Um, so for me, it was starting with that. I, I have an app that I use called Habit Share. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I started, right. so finding the 1%, I thought, what are some things that if I'm doing 
every single day, just a little bit, right? Because 1% of every day is 14 minutes, 24 seconds. Anybody can do something for 14 minutes, 24 seconds, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like it, when people say, I have attention problems. I'm like, okay, so in a, in a setting, I should have done this yesterday, but I didn't. I'm like, okay, everybody sit up for me for 30 seconds, stay locked in, listen to my voice. I do that all the time, and they do. They sit up. I said, so you did that for 30 seconds. I said, so if you say I can't do it for an hour, you can. It's 30 seconds at a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, like yeah, right, right. Just every 30 seconds, a, relock yeah, right. in, yep. relock in, relock right. in. So you don't, we don't have attention problems in the right. world. We have intentional problems. There we go. We're not intentional because we can do it, mm-hmm. right? Like you can do anything for a minute. You yeah. can do anything for 14 minutes, 24 mm-hmm. seconds. So yeah. can I lock in and just do that? Yep. So for me, it was finding little things. Like if I know that if I get in the Bible every single day, If I pray every single day, intentionally, if I'm listening to a podcast every single day, I have about four or five that I listen to that are all quick like mine, one to two minutes. If I'm listening to that and being intentional, certain audio books that I listen to, if I'm, I know that that's causing me to grow. And then I schedule in time to sit, figure out an action plan Mm. to implement those things. So for me, the 1% is like, even if it's just, I'm going to go to the gym every single day. Yeah, that's good. You know, little things like that. You just add it. One at a time Mm -hmm. and just start building because those small wins become huge wins, right? And eventually it's like, well, uh, this is now a Mm -hmm. habit. This is now a habit. This is now a habit. That's why I love the apps called Habit Share. It's free. And then you can add friends on it. So it's it's super cool because then you can keep each other accountable. Hey, you haven't checked in in two weeks. Uh, you know, I, yeah, have some, right. I have some pastor friends on it that I was like, hey, man, it's been 280 days since you checked in. And he's like, man, I, I know I needed to get on that. Yeah. Immediately he starts getting on it. Then I miss like three days of checking in. He's like, hey, you haven't checked check in. in. I'm like, okay, 280, 280 versus days, three. Whatever. But I'm the one that called cool, you right? up. Right. So you know what? Call yep. me back up. Yep. You know, it was a mm-hmm. great accountability on yeah. that. Love oh, it. powerful. Good we're going to we're gonna move into our fire round and, and just ask you a few quick questions surrounding everything kind we've discussed. Uh, and just answer, you know, with your gut right away, and uh, and we'll grab a few practical and applicable pieces of advice for for all of our listeners. So let's begin, uh, Michael. Fire away. Love it. So you just uh, stepped out, started this business. What's one piece of advice you would give to a young leader, somebody who's thinking about doing that? Success leaves clues. Mm. Go find somebody that has done something and watch everything they do. Yeah. And if you can get access to them, even if you could find some money, pay them yeah. to help you. Uh, because oftentimes we try to do everything ourselves, but success leaves clues. You know, I think the Bible says, consider the old ways, right? Like (laughs) there's somebody that's done it. Go find them, go look at everyone you can. That's doing exactly what you're doing, or maybe something similar and learn from them. Don't think that I've got the best new idea because that's what I know about a growth mindset, anti-fragile mindset. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know anything. I assume I know nothing and I can learn from anyone. They can be younger than me, older than me. It doesn't matter. Yep. Like, cause there's a lot of younger people than me that are way better on social media and building businesses mm. than I've ever been because I didn't think about it. I was pastoring mm. people. I wasn't building a business. Yeah. I was building those people. Yep. Um, so success leaves clues yeah. would be my number one, right? It always leaves clues. Go find it. Yep. Um, cause life's not a talent game. It's a strategy. strategy. Game. Yep. Got to find so the right good. strategy. And if yep. you're doing the right strategy, you're going to get the results that you want. Yep. Yeah. Powerful. What, what would you say would be the number one way to enhance your leadership and build your workplace culture? Number one way to enhance your leadership, I think, is to enhance yourself. Okay. Because I think the more that you are growing and developing, uh, the more knowledge plus action, right? I use an equation, K minus A equals zero. Knowledge minus action equals nothing. But K plus A is everything. So the more that you start applying, what I've seen um, is that 
others around you see your application and they start to mimic your behavior because yeah. the people that you lead are watching. Right. They're watching, how do they do it? So they see me keep my cool when everything's going haywire. Yeah. They see yeah. like, he's not panicking, so I don't have to panic. Me and uh, a guy that traveled with me, his name is Michael, we were on the plane and he was talking about how he has a friend that's a flight attendant. Mm. And they teach them that when turbulence is happening, even if you're internally freaking out, you don't show, show it. That, right. Because what are all of us on a plane going to do? We're going to look at them, mm -hmm. and they're not panicking, so yeah. maybe we don't panic. Yeah, right. It's still going to happen. But they, and they don't know what's going on either. Mm. They're not in the cockpit. Right. So, but they're trying to keep cool, calm, and collected. And so for me, I think it's just it mimicking that, showing that, mm -hmm. being that. Like, yeah. So the more I grow, the more I have to, to give in to people, right, out of the overflow. Yeah. Yep. Right? I'm giving you out of stuff that I've applied. Yep. It's hard to lead people if you don't ever apply right. any of it. Yep. Yep. Right? Like I'm telling you to do this, but I don't do anything. Yeah, right? no, that's so, so good. Love Powerful. It. Last question for us before we close our time together. A um, lot of listeners just graduated college. They're in that kind of first season, and so many of them, we see them write in and they email, they, they're feeling a little discouraged. It's not starting on the foot that they thought it was going to start. What kind of encouragement could, would, would you tell them? One thing I would tell them first is, because a lot of when we're starting, we want to impress everyone. Right. And so one of the things I would say is quit trying to be the most interesting person and just be the most interested person. Right. There we go. You walk into a room, you walk into an office, ask other people questions and you be the guy that when they walk away, they feel good because all you did was get them to talk about themselves. Because the more interested you are, the actual more interesting right. you become. Right. And then remember everything you're listening to. Remember names. Mm -hmm. Remember all of that. Because... Everybody starts there, and sometimes it feels like that's almost grunt work, but if you do that forever, everyone's going to love being around you. And the more that they love being around you, the more opportunities you're going to have yeah. because everybody wants to be around people that make them feel good, right? Yeah. We were talking about yeah. comfort yeah. earlier. Yeah, exactly. So be, so I, I don't know if that's a great yeah, answer, good. but it's like yeah. don't be the most interesting because we're trying to wow everyone. Right. The most interesting ends up being the person who's the most interested in everyone else in the room because yep. that's really what yep. we were created to do yeah. was to be interested in other people. Right? And I mean, that's what Jesus did for us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He was exactly. interested in a relationship with us, so he did what he did. Love it. Right? Oh, so. man. So good, man. I, we could talk for hours because we deeply resonate with uh, who you are, what you're doing. Uh, it's, it's all, it is, it's about mindset, perspective, um, discipline, attitude, um, and, and how you approach what you get to do. And, and that's so wonderful. You've got to run out and get, bring the juice. I guarantee you it will change your life, transform your calling in, in every way. And you want to be a dreamer? That's what you've got to do. Just learn the principles that you apply in that book, and it's powerful. I want to thank you for joining us today on our Framework thank Leadership you. Podcast. Grateful for the insight you've provided us. If you want to stay up to date with Steve, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Steve underscore BTJ. BTJ. Yes, sir. There we go. BTJ. Any other website or anything we can drive? Uh, my website is btjperformance.com. Okay. And then, and then there's a contact if you wanted to work with me. Excellent. Great. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us today on Framework Leadership. If you're watching on YouTube right now, now would be a great time to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you can get more leadership content right into your YouTube feed. You can also check us out on Instagram at Kent underscore Ingle at Dr. Michael Steiner or on Twitter and YouTube at Kent Ingle. And hey, if you love great 
email newsletters, and I know that I do, you want to check out the Framework Leadership Newsletter. Every single Friday drops in great tips to be a better leader, resources, thoughts, right into your inbox. Check it out. You can sign up at kentingle.com. Make sure you hop onto there. Thank you so much for listening to Framework Leadership. Take care, everybody.